Seahawks fans wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alpstead, sitting down with Keith Myers. Here we are, uh, right before the Green Bay Packers game on Sunday. We're going to preview the game, uh, talk Seahawks football, and uh, bringing it all together with my good friend and colleague, Keith Myers. Hey, so yeah, bye week over. Um, let's get ready for some football. Let's get ready yeah. to rumble. Yeah. Seahawks play the Packers this week in what is a, a really big game um, for Seattle. Like it was going to be a big game no matter what, because these are, are, you know, the Packers are a very good team, but the Seahawks need this one um, if they're going to make a run. So it's a, it's an interesting game that we're up against here uh, coming out of the bye. Yeah. Right. I mean, and I think that's, you could pretty much tape record that, um, uh that little segment right there and play it in front of every single show that we have now for the rest of the year. Well, except for for the good team part, because they play some bad teams between now and then. Well, that's true. But you know, we are three and five. We somehow need to get to 500. I mean, before we can even have a conversation at all about what do we do next? How do we build on this? Are we, what are we going to do in the playoffs? We need to get to 500. Yeah. And we've got the two toughest games of the season or at least two of of the toughest games of the season coming up right now green bay first right in front of us followed up by arizona cardinals at home it doesn't get any harder than that right now with the two top performing teams in the nfc the only question in this game is going to be uh will the green bay packers have aaron Rodgers uh to suit up on sunday after he's gone into covid protocol acquiring covid 19 uh last week missed last week's game we saw what jordan love did in that game didn't look pretty at all for their offense mm-hmm. um against the uh, against uh, kansas really city bad kansas city defense yeah I think bad is... kansas city defense their offense it was struggling too so it was a low scoring affair yep kind of kind of weird but they lost that game um and you can basically attribute it that to not having aaron Rodgers out there so in this game I am, you know, I've looked at all the stuff. I've listened to all the uh, coaches talk. I've listened to the player himself. And really, I don't know that there's anything standing in his way of getting back on the field this week. It seems like all he needs, and we talked about this last, the last show of kind of what the protocols were to get him back in the game. And I think we kind of misrepresented that a little bit. Come to find out. Uh, the protocol for having two negative tests is for a person that already has a vaccine. Um, but if you do not have a vaccine, all you need to do is have and and have COVID. All you need to do is is um, be quarantined essentially for ten days, and then be cleared by a doctor to play. Well, true, but being cleared by a doctor means being COVID negative. Um, I, go out and look at it. I and no, I suggest and it is, we, we you have do. to you have to be COVID you have to be COVID negative to get cleared by the doctor. No one who is COVID positive is going out of the, the, uh, the from field. From what I Whether understand, it's different. Days or not. From, from what I understand, it's different if you have COVID because then all you need to do is be symptom free. 
No, because and, if, and, if, and if a certain you, number of days have to if, pass without if you symptoms. Can still, if you can still spread it, so the ten days is a minimum, and you have to be COVID free. Like you actually have to, which is getting cleared by a doctor. You have to. Um, so you're be, saying he has to have a test. Yes. And he has he, to pass it, a negative test two times, just like everyone else. No, the the two times part um, might not, because that's that's the. Um, you know, for you're right. That was for the vaccinated, and it's just to make sure that you don't get a um, a false uh, negative, and you know, get on the field when you're still you, you can still spread it. Uh, but the but you can if you're vaccinated, you can fight this off fairly quickly and be back in a few days. Um, when you're not vaccinated, the ten days is a, a minimum quarantine, and so. Uh, you have to be COVID free in order to get back on the field. It's not just, Oh, well you did your 10 days, but now, now you can come back on the field and give it to ever, everyone else. Yeah, I thought it was just um, asymptomatic and all that kind of stuff. So I, I probably need clarification on that. I got that from Schefter's, you know, a couple of tweets where he kind of put it together where, what, what needed to happen for him to get back on the field. So yeah, um, well, it, it falls yeah. into that doctor part of, of being cleared by a doctor. Yes. That it, it falls into that. And so, um, I don't think that it's cut and dry in that uh, you, do you look expect at, him back on the field. I do, but I don't think it's like a hundred percent. Like you were saying, I think it's, it's closer to like, you know, 65, wow. um, two thirds, because there's a couple different parts to that. One is he was never symptom free. Um, this isn't an, an asymptomatic infection. This was a symptomatic infection where he had, you know, COVID symptoms and had yes. some, you know, uh, it, it's in the lungs and that kind of stuff. And it is a disease that can take time to clear. Uh, I think that, so, that could be a factor, you know, regardless of whether, you know, if he comes back Yeah, and I don't wish any ill will on anybody. And I hope that he returns. I like to face a team um, with their best players because I like to be competitive. I think the Seahawks feel the same way. Well, it's way um, more fun as a fan to watch good. Yeah. So let's, field. let's talk in a, in a way that, that factors him in. So if he does come back, um, and we talked about this prior to pushing record, uh, you mentioned like uh, Cam Newton, yeah, from from a prior year having COVID and then coming last back year, and being yep. being a different last player year as New far England. as the physical ability on the field. Kind of, yep. how does that translate? Well, and I think what you look at um, with Newton is that he w- he was actually playing pretty well, um, and people kind of forget that because he had such a terrible year last year overall. With oh, he had like almost 600 yards rushing and, you know, 10 touchdowns rushing. Yeah. Um, and so he, he was actually playing really well, got COVID, um, missed some time. And when he came back, he just, he looked slow. He looked lethargic. Um, he didn't, he just didn't have that energy. And uh, it looked bad for a, a good five or six weeks after he came back. And by then it was their season was over. Um, and so it, it was one of those things where um, it took a toll on his body and it, it has to do with the lungs. And, and part of it is the way he plays because he plays very physical. He, he is a running quarterback who, you know, um, you can run that, that quarterback, quarterback power run, runs behind him because he's so big. And, and that's kind of the way he plays. So, so his um, lungs, his lungs became mattered. weakened. And yeah, and it really mattered. Whereas I think with other quarterbacks, like uh, like if this had happened to someone like Brady, 
I don't think it would matter as much because well, let's he, talk about Aaron Rodgers. This is he's a guy that face. steps back and whatever. So Rodgers is kind of in the middle. He can play from the pocket and sling it. He doesn't have to run um, in the same way that um, that Newton does in order to be successful. But he's also a guy who's athletic and likes to extend plays and get outside the pocket a little bit. He's not going to run for a bunch of yards but he is going to move around a lot. And if he's struggling to and he know, hasn't practiced for 10 days, he hasn't exercised per se, he, who knows? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's just take it. Let's for, for discussion purposes, let's just take that out of the equation and just assume we've got a healthy Aaron Rodgers coming in. Um, let's talk about um, your expectations though, um, taking the team we're facing out of the equation just for a minute um, and taking a look at the Seahawks and their roster coming out of a bye had a great game. The last game that they were in against a weak opponent, but took care of business in a way mm-hmm. that gave you some, some hope that they're kind of on track. Um, their defense has been tracking um, with, with more success lately. And now we're injecting Russell Wilson for sure. Looks like we might get Chris Carson back and also, um d eskridge uh looks like he's set now to return to the roster and have some direct impact on the way that the offense is is going to be dialed up now Mm -hmm. we just don't know for sure because he went out in the first game with that concussion and we haven't seen him since we just haven't seen the impact yet uh, the promise of the impact so with all that said where do you think the seahawks are like mentally uh physically at three and five they've got all this now new energy coming in this week uh are they going to be ready for this game i believe they will be um i mean they've had that extra week to prepare they they've been able to they took a few days off last week which you know that's that's collectively bargained it's not a a coach's decision anymore this time of the Um, year it's actually a good thing yeah, and and so it they they took some time off. They've gotten guys healthy, and not just the guys who are coming back off the um, off the injured list. You, everybody by this point of the year, if you've been playing, they're mm-hmm. banged up. You've got yeah, offensive linemen who, who with ankles that they have to tape or they can't walk, and um, you know just stuff like that. And True. just an extra just an extra week, no game, and the body just recovers. So I think they're going to be in in really good shape as far as that stuff goes in. And, and so the, physically they're going to be ready. They've the, the coaches, the coaches didn't take the extra time off. Like the players are, are, are there. So they're in, they're watching extra tape. They're spending extra time on stuff. They're, they're really dialing in stuff and they get a chance to self scout a little better um, because there's more time. And so I think that what you're going to see is a really prepared Seahawk team uh, coming into this. And then this is a team that's been battling without its best players, at least without its best players on, on offense, um, not just Wilson, but also Carson. Um, and, you know, I mean, the people receiver... forget how much impact Carson has when he's fully healthy and, and raring to go. The, the guy is just a truly um, standout runner. It's yeah. just that we haven't had him consistently over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, he could have a, a serious impact on this game. Well, and his ability to take what is a a two yard gain and turn it into a six yard gain just with effort and power and 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 running through people, 
I know that it it, um, it it gets lost in in the metrics and whatnot, but you can see the energy on the other players when that kind of stuff starts happening. That's why Marshawn Lynch was so valuable to Seattle um, was because everybody fed off him. Watching him run got the defense energized, and and they it, it, it mattered. It really did. And and Carson has uh, to a lesser effect, but he has that same ability to just you know, energize everything. And so I think that what we run into is we forget that Carson can have that effect, that he can make the guys around him better. Um, and so having him back, even if it's going to be in a limited role, which I think it will be because he's been uh, been out for so long, it's still going to matter. And, um, and then yeah, you get, I'd love to, I'd love to see back. him come back and have, you know, 10, 15 touches, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see. I mean, you're right. It's probably going to be monitored, metered by the coaching staff just to make sure that he's hundred percent in his neck um, and um, not, not getting any questionable hits. So talk about the other guy. Talk about the, the other, other guy, guy that's the, coming, the, coming in. The, the other guy you, yeah, that's really, you're, you're talking about the, the greatest quarterback in Seahawks history is the other yes, guy. Yes. That guy. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. DraftKings. Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. With promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, I, God, it's, it's, it's Wilson. I mean... Uh... So, so we haven't had to have this issue like we we've gone 10 years now yeah without having to to have any games any time away from our beloved franchise quarterback and um here we are uh spent the last three weeks enduring you know and i, and I don't want to take anything away from geno smith and, and company um they did what they they could do and it is what it is but now uh, Russell Wilson's coming back at a very critical moment. I mean, not a game too soon, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're at three and five. We couldn't afford to really go any any more than that. Mm-hmm. Having now, though, facing the the two largest um, and biggest competitors in Green Bay and Arizona back to back, what do you expect? Well, I expect Wilson to just come out bawling. Um, you know, it's been killing him to not play. And to watch his teammates play without him and especially watch his teammates play without him and struggle because he knows that he can get out there and make plays and make things happen and do things. It's been killing him. He is going to come out firing. Um, I expect the, the Seahawk offense to come out and 
and just click for the first couple of drives and everything to just work. Um, Interesting. And, 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 I mean, really? Yeah. Like yeah, I, cause I'm, I'm not, I'm not concerned I'm about, I'm not concerned about bit. rust. I'm not concerned about rust at all. Um, the only thing is that he's been cleared to play and I'm assuming that it's that his finger is not going to um, affect mm-hmm. his ability to throw the ball. And that we're getting Russ, we're getting all, we're getting full Russell. Wilson My back. only hesitation on that is Russ is just one guy. We have to depend on mostly the offensive line for your statement to be true. So, so convince me that the offensive line doesn't look like the offensive line um, that Russ left like four weeks ago. Kyle Fuller is no longer playing. The end. <laughs> Um, and so that that is part of it, um, and 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 because you look look at what happened right up the gut when he when he hurt his finger, right? It was Kyle Fuller just getting dominated by by not even arguably by the best defensive lineman in the sure. NFL. He dominates everyone, but it was still him being absolutely dominated right up the gut, right into into Wilson's face, and so. Um, because you know, in the in matters. the past, it it seems like the offensive line has given up not only just sacks but pressures early in games that have prevented mm-hmm. us from getting into sync, prevented us from converting mm-hmm. third downs as as best as we want, as we might expect out of a an offense that's designed to do just that. Yeah, the, the offensive line is convert. still the it's still the weak link on offense. Um, we thought it was going to be better this year. I mean, Jackson has been good, but Lewis has been banged up and hurt. So he hasn't played at the high level that he, that um, he played at last year, uh, which is one of the things like, you know, he missed some time and now he's, he was back for the Jacksonville game and now he's got another week to, so what do you, I expect him to be good. Jackson's been good. I think, um, you know, just that the interior of the, Seahawks defensive line should be better. Offense, offensive line. Sorry, offensive line. So that it should, it'll stop the pressure being right in Wilson's face. Um, you know, Dwayne Brown. I, I think we're starting to see him on the downside, which is unfortunate because been such a good player for so long. Um, but he's not. He hasn't been playing as well this year. And uh, I think having a healthy Lewis right next to him will help. Yeah, it then will. he doesn't have to worry. He just has to focus on the guy in front of him. Yeah, he so doesn't have to watch do you, the inside too. What do you think about the Green Bay defense against our offense? Green Bay's defense is better than I think most people think. It, it is a very solid unit. Um, they get after the quarterback pretty well. Uh, Kenny Clark, right in the middle of it, is just an underrated and underappreciated defensive tackle. Um, and yeah. and I I just I like I like their defense. Uh, as a unit i think they have there's a couple of players though that that are out that kind of give me a little mm-hmm. bit of question and one mm-hmm. that's maybe debatable and we really liked in the draft so uh zadarius smith is mm-hmm. on injured reserve right now yep and that matters um, quite a bit jer alexander their corner is on injured reserve right now mm-hmm. um eric stokes guy we really liked in the draft thought seattle would be in play to have him um he's out yep uh in last sunday's game didn't return in that game is questionable for this game if he's not in there kevin king goes yeah and and kevin kevin king's a name that that seahawk fans um if if they're 
if they're willing to uh, admit it at this point, when the Seahawks drafted uh, Shaquille Griffin, the, at least Seahawk Twitter just was up sure. in arms that the Seahawks didn't draft Kevin King two rounds earlier. He was the second coming of Sherman. Yeah, yeah sure. It, it um, just was as far as body type, you know, skill, yeah. aggressiveness, et cetera. And well, except for the skill part. Um, he hasn't. It, well, but that was the thought, though. He hasn't been particularly good. You, it, it, they, He got absolutely lit up in the playoffs last year yes. I and mean, he he had more to do with green Bay's uh loss and and exit than any other player on the field um yeah, yeah. yeah it's and true. but at the same time the the kid can be good he came in last week so, after eric stokes left the game and played fairly well but nonetheless uh, yeah a, i thought he played weakened, pretty well in that game what i'm saying though is is the green bay packer defense is slightly weakened Mm -hmm. um this week as they face the seahawks in a couple of key positions um on offense uh kylan hill their their third running back is on injured reserve um josh myers that the center that they picked mm -hmm. up in the draft is on injured reserve um so they're they're missing a few pieces their left tackle may or may not be able to go in this game as and that's, well that's a big deal because yeah. he's he's good um, back so and, and so. Aaron Rodgers, right? So Aaron Rodgers mm -hmm. is kind of up in the air. We just don't know. But um, so you think their defense is a little underrated, and I do I too, do. especially Even, at home. Yep, in the it, it's at home in the cold in the wind with the crowd. Um, yeah, right. I, I, it's a it, yep. it's an underrated defense. They they do have a little bit of a weakness at corner at the moment, which you know anytime you've got a DK Metcalf and a, and a um, Tyler Lockett, that's not a place that you want to have a weakness. Uh, but they're good up front. They're good. They have they have good linebackers. I mean, having Smith out, it hurts. Mm -hmm. uh, but overall, it's still yeah. A really they still good have unit. Devondre Campbell and stuff. So they do. They they have these. They have an ability. But yeah, they're they're going to face a Russell Russell Wilson offense, which if it turns out is the same offense that was in the first three or four weeks. Mm -hmm. um, we're talking about a highly rated offense that has abilities. They just never really consistently put it together quarter after quarter after quarter after quarter they always seem to go you know they were a first half team or they were a second half team they never really well, kind of put two halves together they were still the number one offense in They're terms right. of yards per play and, and everyone and, was complaining and while we were for number one yeah and, and, so, and all we did was complain because we weren't seeing that dynamic offense quick strike uh hit hit you know, players over the middle, the use of tight ends, et cetera. It seems but, like the offense had not yet had a chance to mature by the time Wilson left. But it was the best offense in the league. So the, I, I, I don't get the complaining. When you have the number one offense in the league. In well, I think it came down to third down conversions and points, and points scored. Yeah, but points scored. Yeah. Okay. Points, points yes, per, points drive. per drive. That's awesome. If we had the ball, <laughs> that's the problem. The problem right? was never the offense points per drive. They were the number one offense. They turned possessions into points better yes. than any other team in the Unfortunately, NFL. Unfortunately, we were a deficit by about 10 minutes a game. Yeah. Because we just didn't, we couldn't get the ball back. That, and that, and so this is blaming the offense. So now for what you're the saying defense though, is now the defense is improved. In fact, um, I misspoke the last game. I said that it was for the entire year. I, I what I meant was the last four games. So, 
uh, 18 points per game allowed since week four is fourth best in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, allowed the third, um, the lowest third down conversion rate in the last four games in the entire NFL. So the, the, we've, you know, those teams were marginal. Yep. The Steelers aren't a good offense. Nonetheless, the everybody in the NFL offense. has to face marginal offenses and good offenses. But the first, you know, four games we face some pretty decent competition. Mm-hmm. And so I'm taking all that with a grain of salt. I think that puts us, you know, clearly in a in a kind of a middling category, if you will. Let's just say 15th to 18th in the NFL overall on defense. That's still a defense that can help you win games. It, it's not going to hurt you per se. And so combine that with a number one offense with Russell Wilson returning. There's a chance here that we can pull off this this victory and we need to quite frankly it's a very important game it mm-hmm. certainly i think sets the table for the rest of the of the season if we can get this one we get the next one and so forth what about um what about seattle's defense against aaron rodgers and and their offense what do you expect to see how do we slow him down how do we get him off the field well, the, the key part of getting Rodgers off the field is getting two people on Devontae Adams at all times um, because he's the he's the guy that kind of makes everything go um, within their offense because of his ability to always win uh, against coverage. And so you've got to double team him. You've got to take that away and force um, Rodgers to go elsewhere because after Adams, the rest of his weapons, they're not, you know, it's not the greatest unit um, out there. And so I I think that's what you've got to do, but you've also got to be careful with about the running backs because this is, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. Jones um, and Dylan are, those are good um, running backs, both, you know, uh, Jones running the ball and Dylan uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. They've got some, you know, dynamic players there to take the pressure off of Rogers. So you've got to, it really comes down to being disciplined, right? Double team Adams and then be super disciplined in their lanes and everything, which is what they were not doing early in the season when they were, the defense looked terrible. And it's what they have been doing the last few weeks when the defense has looked significantly better. Interesting. So what are you going to, um, what's this thing going to come down to? Um, uh, man, it's, it's hard. This is a, a tough game to predict simply because I I don't know what to expect out of Rodgers. If he is he going to play? If he is going to play, how healthy is he? Um, you know, how much it, rust it could come down to pressure. How much rust do we see on Russell Wilson? Um, you know, is he is he able to hit those uh, long passes? Because you know, there's going to be opportunities for him to hit those big plays, uh, and normally you just expect him to, but he hasn't played yeah if i was if i was green bay strategy wise on defense against russell wilson this week i would really play um vanilla up front rush four drop back an extra guy in coverage and um force challenge him to go over the top actually um so make life really hard on the intermediate routes and shallow Mm -hmm. routes outs screens etc and give him that 
look that says, you know, something deep is available uh, and make him prove it. Make him go prove that his finger's good. Make him prove that he can throw the ball over 30 yards in a 30 degree uh, day uh, with a little bit of snow possibly. Um, that's my approach. That's what I would do. And occasionally, you know, I blitz him and so forth and, and confuse the offensive line a little bit that has a continuity issue. Um, you know that, you know, this is the first time this unit is going to be together this season so far. So, and especially with Posick at, at center, making those line calls, mm-hmm. I just really kind of create some pressure in that, in that respect. And then on defense for Seattle, um, I I think that the strategy in this game should be turn turn them loose. Blitz, 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 blitz. Um, yeah, not 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 a huge amount, but but say an additional five to seven times during this game in strategically mm-hmm. placed moments that really put a lot of pressure on uh Rogers to perform because he's been off, he hasn't practiced. Um COVID symptoms could still be a factor, even if he's cleared, um, as far as his lung capacity and all that kind of stuff. So I would put him on the run. I would get pressure on him. I would force timing issues. You mentioned the double team against Adams. There's got to be a way and, and may possibly force some turnovers. Quandre Diggs has three interceptions in the last five games. Um, things are starting to work on Seattle's defense. And I think if we can just kind of turn it up just a notch. Um, and mm-hmm. Carroll is excellent at turning it up just a notch when the team needs to at the right moments during the right part of the season, which is mid-November and December. This team just seems to find a way to turn it on, and I'm looking for that again. Yeah, so uh, and I would agree. I, I think you're you're looking at, um, at getting after Rogers. It sound is typically a bad idea. Blitzing Rogers is typically a bad idea because he's going to He's not one of the best at beating the blitz in yep. all of NFL history. Because he's 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 really good at seeing it coming, um, seeing the hot route, getting the ball out of his hands before the people gets there. Um so blitzing Rogers, I think, typically is a bad idea in this game because of the long issue, because he had COVID and you know he he was not symptom free. I think that you you got to get him on the run. You you don't necessarily want to open up your your secondary to um you know letting him just throw the ball to open guys because you're blitzing all the time. But you got to get him on the run. Set up a twist, set up a um a stunt so that you you can get pressure um from one side and make him run. Um and doing that it's going to wear him down. It's, I'm sorry. It's just the nature of, of, of COVID. Yes. Got to get him moving. So what's the alternative? I mean, for me, you just don't want to let a guy sit back there and, and be able to pick apart our defense and underneath stuff. And in kind of the Pete Carroll design defense, that's what you want to do. But Rogers is so good at that mm-hmm. that you got to do something different in this game. We're three and five. We're not like the best team in the NFL. We are inferior talent-wise to this Green Bay team. So we're going to need to depend on turnovers. We're going to need to depend on a great game by Russell Wilson, possibly Chris Carson and company. And for our defense to kind of make a difference somehow. And I think if you you do what you said, create some twists, some stunts, 
selectively blitz, get Jamal Adams involved um, in, in doing that. Um, I think you're giving your team the best chance because if you do mm-hmm. nothing, play vanilla defense like we did the first, you know, six, seven weeks uh, of our season, that's a recipe for just losing this game, giving up a lot of yards, mm-hmm. keeping your offense off the field. Um, that's an issue. I think you yeah. want to generate as much opportunity for Russell Wilson in this game as possible. And to do that, you're going to have to take some chances. It's, to me, that's not this game. That's every game. You want to get, you want to give Russell Wilson as many opportunities as possible because the Seahawks, they, I, I keep coming back to it. The best offense in the league when he was healthy. Um, and so, yeah, do what you need to do. If you're going to give it points, don't do it on an eight minute drive, right? If you, if you're going to give, yeah, 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 yeah. If you're going to give up points, give up points quickly so that Wilson can can get back on the field. Uh, Don't let him have that eight minute drive. So you're saying, so you're going against the philosophical foundation of Pete Carroll in, in saying that. I mean, it's, it's a, this is a different team than than what we saw in the past where the six had a great defense. And so you, you just, you, you let the defense do it. You, you know, ask Wilson to be super efficient um, and you let the defense do it. This isn't a great defense. It's a, we hope a good defense um, based on what we've seen the last four weeks, but. But you've got to put your playmakers in a position to make plays. Yeah. And, and the, the strength of this team is, Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson, right? That's the strength of this team. You have to design your philosophy as a team around your biggest strength. And if the biggest strength is your offense, you've got to give your offense as many opportunities to score points as possible. And that's how good things happen. And allowing other teams to have eight minute drives um, keeps your offense off the field for far too long. there was, you know, in I think it was the Tennessee game. There was between because of because of a, a of halftime and because of two Tennessee drives, it had been an hour of real time between Russell Wilson passes. Wow, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and so you can't do that. You cannot do that. So attack. You know, get it. if you're if you're gonna give up big plays, do it attacking because, yeah, you know what. Right, because you're going to give your to, your chance and opportunity, your team an opportunity. Quandre Diggs to to make a play, to yep. uh, to jump a route, Jamal Adams to tip a ball, to recover mm-hmm. a fumble, force a fumble, etc. You know, we just need more of that. You know, I yeah. think the team has playmakers that have that ability. We just mm-hmm. play so straight up against teams. Um, often, you're just not giving your team a chance to make plays. You're yeah. just asking them to make stops and sometimes making stops in the NFL is hard. Sometimes you just need to go make plays. And so I'd like to a little bit more of that dial up that part of the formula. Yeah. And, and not, not to a, an extreme where they're like blitzing on every play and and, any of that, but you got to mix it up. You've got to come with different looks and you, 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 but you do have to attack at times. You can't just sit back that this, this defense isn't as good as Seahawk defenses in the past. It's just not. Um, especially the All right. Warriors. Give me a score. Oh man. Um so I went and looked this up right when we started. The uh the Packers are only 3 point favorites. 
which given the records mm. of the two teams and I, and you, you take last week, you know, well, the, you take loss. the home field advantage at Lambeau and the cold. Yeah. And, and but also you, you, it's neutral. if you, That's if a you, neutral ignore, call. if you ignore last week, um, last week's game, because love was quarterback instead of, um, Rogers, you know, and, and then you look at the records, you think, okay, this is going to be, you know, seven point, uh, seven and a half point game. It's three. And that's at, at Lambeau, um, which means, yeah, on a neutral field, it would be a toss-up game. In Seattle, so let me ask you this: or is that a factor? Is that a factor of of Aaron Rodgers not declared yet? I think it might be. So that line might move on. Um, yeah, I would anticipate on, that game if Saturday, he's starting by. Yeah, he it, that moves to like five. Well, and, nonetheless, and, still within within a score. Yeah, and so uh, I looking at that. I mean. Vegas is not in the business of being wrong, right? They make tons of money by being better at predictions than, um, well, anyone. And so uh, they're expecting this to be a close game. And a close game with Russell Wilson at quarterback is different than a close game with Geno Smith at quarterback. And a close game uh, with an Aaron Rodgers that is lung capacity is not what it used to be. Possibly worn, worn down in four quarters, especially in the cold. Cause you know how much that makes your lungs hurt. Just trying to run and breathe when it's that cold out. Um, you're going to, I think you're looking at the end of the game, the Seahawks being able to do more offensively than green Bay in the fourth quarter. The Seahawks have to get it to the fourth quarter. Um, and I, I, I don't necessarily say I like their chances um, because I think the Packers are probably going to win this, but, um, but it's going to be close. It's going to be tight. I can what see I've you got, wavering right now. I'm, I'm, I'm cause I'm trying to sell, I'm trying to sell that the Seahawks have a shot in this, but still pre- pe- predict green Bay because I think the home field advantage ends up winning. But it's going to be close. So what I've got is 24-23 Packers. Gosh, man, if it's that close, I want Seattle so bad. I can't even tell you because that would just make or break the the season as far as having an opportunity as a wild card, you know, uh, maybe Mm -hmm. a a slightly more favorable matchup, et cetera. We're probably going to end up being on the road. That's probably a given. However, matchups are important. You know, um this is a critical game there's two games that that really are right here with arizona and green bay green bay comes first it's on the road you you talked about all the factors i'm gonna go with a win because i said in my in my little um text to you earlier in the week or last weekend i said i think that the seahawks i didn't say i think the seahawks are gonna go eight and one yeah he said they're going i just have this feeling I just really do. It's not, it's not, it's just one of those things where I just feel like, and this isn't one of those losses that I'm predicting um, that, that I think comes with the Rams, but I think they somehow figure it out in this game and it comes together. They go on the road, they shock the world. They beat this team, not only by one point, but I think they beat this team by like nine. I think they do. I think they go in and everything starts clicking we we get a turnover. We end up putting twenty seven points on these guys, and, and um, I think that Green Bay only ends up with seventeen. So 
and it's just one of those fluky games because traditionally it ain't like that mm-hmm. we, we don't do that that well but i think with all the factors you just talked about um i'm just taking a chance on this one saying that we're going to pull out a 10 10 point victory on the road against green bay i know i um just I would hope be, I'm right. I don't care I would, if you think I'm right or wrong. No, just it's not hope that, I'm right. I, I no, it, I'm like <laughs> what I was going to say is that would be amazing. And I'm thinking about what that would do to change the perception of Seattle. That they would go beat the team that is gen. You know, it's uh, kind of considered the favorite in the the uh, NFC along with the Rams um, to go to the Super Bowl. It's like Rams pay, uh, Packers are the two teams. And if Seattle were to go in the Lambo and get a 10 point win, that would be just crazy. Like everyone would be looking at Seattle and being like, oh, they got Wilson back. Now they're now they're a force. Now, now there's we something we have to worry about. Yeah. 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 I mean, then and, and that would just be one game. I mean, that would be the beginning, but mm-hmm. we would still have so long of a road to go. But you know what? Life's too short. Might as well throw that out there. Yep. <laughs> just all of a sudden, you just got to have a, a really big prediction and you know, that's mine for the year. So um, anything else? We'll get out of here. No, let's get out of here. All right. Find Keith at Myers NFL. Find at MW Seahawk. The show is at Hawks Playbook. Seahawksplaybook.com has all the stuff. Find us on uh, YouTube and subscribe or your favorite podcast app. So until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook Podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter. Bill is at NW Seahawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.